Ever pinch pennies all year for that one family vacation only to feel the budget blues afterward? If so, I was just like you. After three long vacationless years, I stumbled upon travel hacking and cracked the code to amazing vacations that I could actually afford. Welcome to Hacking Your Wanderlust. In this podcast, you will discover how opening credit cards strategically can save you thousands on travel. We're not just dreamers anymore. We're two adventurous moms turning dreams into reality. Join us as we spill all the travel hacking secrets. And contrary to popular belief, traveling on points and miles isn't reserved for the elite or those with overflowing bank accounts. It's for everyday people like you and me learning to turn routine expenses into free travel. Consider us your travel hacking guides. This is Hacking Your Wanderlust. Let the adventure begin. Hey, 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 everybody. We are excited that you are back to another episode of the Hacking Your Wanderlust podcast. I am your co-host, Mary Ellen. And I am Joe. Thank you guys for being here with us this week. We have so many exciting things to talk about. We're going to answer some questions right here at the beginning. We got an email that we specifically want to highlight that is um, really important, and we thought it was a wonderful question. So um, I'm going to let Mary Ellen answer a little bit of that. But before we get into that and then dive into our amazing trips that we both just took one to Puerto Rico, one to the frozen north, which I will explain in more detail. <laughs> I did first want to say that my brother got his companion pass this week and I coached Yay. him through this. Yay! I was so proud. And we were on the trip together when those points landed. And there's really nothing better than that. <sighs> it, was, it was so exciting because he finished his spend a while ago and it was just that waiting game of like, when is the statement going to close? When are the yeah. points going to come through? And I was like, okay, so really how complicated was it? And he was like, it's so easy. <laughs> he was like, you just told me what to do. And then I did it. And now I get to fly people free with me for two years and have a huge stockpile of points. And I was like, I, I know, right? Like, why doesn't everybody want to so do much. this? Yes. It's so fun to hear from brand new people who are new to this world, never travel hacked before. And the light bulbs, we can see the light bulbs going off yes. and people realizing what is out there for them and how they can travel with their family. I got a message from a good friend of mine who had never travel hacked before. And he has just kind of dove all the way in the deep end. And in Love the last that. couple months, really less than two months, he has stockpiled an insane amount of chase points. And I was like, come on, where are you going to go? I think right <laughs> now he's just in the, the building mode. He's just like, you know, hoarding all these points and he doesn't even know where he wants to spend them yet. But it's so fun to see people realizing, oh, wow, we have the power to do this. We can go yes. on trips. We can do these adventures. It's it's not reserved for people who are rich or, you know, super wealthy, like regular people can work the system and go on trips. So it's so I love amazing. it. Congrats to your brother. Thank you so much. I will pass that along. I was very proud. Um, and, you know, I think I get to be the companion at some point during this uh, two Woo-hoo! years. I, I, we've talked Side about it benefit. a little. Side benefit. So that is that is fun. Um, but I'm sure I'll return the favor. He will probably also be my companion at some point. So that's the fun thing about doing this with a group. 
Like you can split the costs that you do have and you can play off of each other and refer each other and make each other your companion. Ugh, it's so fun. It's so fun. I could go way down a rabbit hole there, so we're not going to. But I do want you to really quick talk through the email we got um, this past week and the question um, because it warmed my heart. I don't have experience with this, but just as a a mom, it warmed my heart. But you can explain why you resonate with it and why we got this question. Yeah, so we had a listener write in, which was so fun, by the way. If you're listening, please shoot us an email with any questions you have, comments, things that are resonating with you. Um, That just brings us so much joy to get those emails and those messages and see how we're helping people and how we have a community of listeners that are kind of learning and growing together. So we had an email from a mom and her family has made the decision to become foster parents. And so she heard through the show that I was a foster parent, foster mom, and wanted to know a little bit about how we do that with traveling so much. Because our family obviously really enjoys traveling and She's kind of scared to plan any travel at this point because they're just embarking on this new journey of being a foster family. So Mm. she asked me a little bit about how we balance that. And I will say that was tricky for me when we became foster parents, because I also thought through that we, we don't live in the same state as our extended family. So Mm. we are frequently traveling for holidays, for summer break to go you know, just to spend time with family, we we have to travel out of our state frequently to do that. And so are you allowed to do that if you have a foster child? Like that's a huge question. It was a huge yeah. question for me and it was a question for her. So I got to share with her the good news that at least in my state, yes, you can take your foster child with you. Um, if you're going to Disney World, if you're going on a big beach trip, like you can take them with you if they have permission from the department and you do have to have permission from the child's birth parents in most situations um, to take them out of the state. But a lot of times the birth parents, despite their struggles that they're going through, they love their child very much and they recognize that travel and opportunities to go and see new places is really important for their child and is a huge benefit for their child. And so in my experience, the birth parents have always given permission. Mm. Uh, the thing you have to work around is visits. I don't know if that's something that you've ever thought about with children in foster care. Obviously, I don't know anything about the foster care realm, but I do know what it is like to be in a um, a split parent household when there's a parent with custody and visitation rights. And so I assume that it has some of the same rules. You have to get permission. You have to make sure it doesn't interfere with visitation time or you might have to move around visitation time. So is it is it kind of like that? It is exactly like that. Yeah, it sounds very similar. So if your foster child has several visits a week with their birth family, you may need to do some arranging. A lot of times the social workers are good about moving the visits so that both things can be accommodated, the trip, the travel, and the visits with birth family and making sure that they have plenty of time to spend with their birth parents, which is awesome. So we have taken our kiddos with us um, many states away 
away for the holidays. There are times when birth parents aren't actually having active visits. Maybe they've need they're having struggling with substance abuse and they go to mm-hmm. rehab or something. So they're not doing visits. And then you have a little more flexibility. But we on multiple occasions we've taken we've had three long term um, children living with us through foster care, and all three of them we took out of the state on various trips. So it can be done. Don't stop planning your travel. You can't predict the future. And if they don't get permission, there's something called respite care. And I encourage every foster family to take advantage and use respite care because Mm. you need it. Your family needs it. Your children need it. It, It's a good time. There are times that we traveled without the child that was living with us. And that was a great time for our family to kind of reset, come together as a family unit, check in with our bio kids, uh, make sure everybody is still kind of on the same team about continuing this journey through loving children in our community through foster care. So take advantage of respite care, but don't be afraid to continue to plan trips. You can you can take them with you and give them the opportunity to do something that they never would have done before. So it's kind of, it's really neat to actually get to travel with foster children. I absolutely love that. I think it is so important that people know that it's still an option to continue traveling. This is clearly not a, a foster parent podcast, but it is a niche that you have a lot of expertise in. And I am positive we have more listeners than just the one we heard from that probably are interested in being foster parents. And I would not want people to... Um, keep from making the decision to serve kids and families in that way, just because they're afraid that like, maybe they won't be able to do the travel they love. So thank you for sharing. Thank you to our listener. Yes. Thank you so much for writing in. As Mary Ellen said, we love, love hearing from you guys. So let's dive in then, Joe. You just got back from a trip. We both did. So we're going to get to kind of dish on our latest travel hacking wins and adventures. So you, you're dressed the part today. You are dressed for the great frozen north. Yeah. (laughs) The frozen tundra of Minnesota. Yeah, a hundred percent it was too. And I I cannot tell you how many times I got the question, like, why are you going there now? Even from people who lived there, they're like, Why are you here now? Why would you want to do this? It was actually really about the exact same temperature as St. Louis. When we left St. Louis, it was six degrees. In Minnesota, it was four degrees. So I mean, really all Perfect. the same yeah. thing. Yeah. You <laughs> might as well be cold in a new location. <laughs> I love our winter adventures. It's become a little bit of a sibling tradition for us to go on these winter adventures to cold places. I don't know how it happened, but we went to Delaware together. We went to Acadia together. Now we're going to Wisconsin and Minnesota. We just like really like to just do the opposite of what everybody thinks you should do in the middle of January uh, and go somewhere cold. I love it. It Rebels, you you little cold. (laughs) You know, rebels. It must be our Swedish blood, which it's kind of funny because the way that this entire trip came about was entirely formed around a Southwest sale. So I already knew I was going to take him somewhere as a birthday trip. So around September, when his birthday was, I was combing through flights just looking for deals. We had no destination in mind, which is so fun, by the way. Uh, I love that, like, spontaneous nature. We've done that so many times, too. Where is the cheapest place that we can fly on Southwest for a quick weekend? Love that. That's so fun. It's just, it's fun to 
kind of see what's going to, don't make the plan yourself, just kind of roll with it and see where things are going to take you. That's exactly what we did. This entire trip was like rolling with the punches. And I have to preface this at the beginning and say this trip was not free. It was, we saved a lot of money, but it was not free. I do not like it when travel hackers are always like, travel for free. A lot of times it is nearly free. A lot of times your lodging is free and your flights are free, but the trip itself was not free. I did a little calculation and I'm going to break this down further, but the cash we spent on the Airbnb and the trains we took came out to about $485 and we split that in half. Okay. So it was only half of that for me. The cash that I saved by using points for our Hyatt hotels and our Southwest flights would have probably been somewhere around $900. So nice. So out of pocket, not counting food, obviously, I spent about $250. But it would have been $900 plus. I mean, it obviously, it depends on the dates. And then there was that great Southwest sale. But I count that as part of travel hacking, like waiting for the sale, snagging a point sale price. Like I'm just all about that, that like couponer lifestyle. So we're truth tellers here. I am the same way. I don't like when people say, oh, free travel, free travel. It's free travel. Okay. No, it still costs money. (laughs) It still costs money to go on these adventures. But it is significantly discounted. So that is fantastic. Save $900. Yeah. I was very excited when I kind of calculated everything up. And I definitely recommend have a line item in your budget for travel. You you are going to need money. You're going to have to buy food. You're going to have to, you know, if you're driving, you got to buy gas. There are going to be some extra expenses that are probably a little more than what you would spend at home. And if you're budgeting for it, it's just no Mm -hmm. big deal. So diving straight in. Southwest flights. So when I originally planned this trip, we were just going to Minnesota and it was going to be for five days and we were going to fly Southwest there and back and stay in a Hyatt the whole time. I knew we were going to rent a car. We were going to drive around and see, you know, a Swedish town that's north of Minneapolis. Um, When I told my brother about the plan and I found the Southwest sale, I was like, look, I'm snatching up these flights. It is 7,500 points for two people round trip. Oh my goodness. Yeah, that it was nothing. That is so wild. little. It is nothing, especially, you know, once you hit like a companion pass level of points, you're looking at a stockpile of 135,000 points. Right. Two people round trip, yeah. 7,500. Anyways, I steal. booked that. It is a steal. It's so exciting. Um, So that was our original plan. And he was like, hey, since it's my birthday, can I throw out something here? Milwaukee is very <laughs> close. It's a it's a quick, nice train ride. It's a cheap train ride. We have these dear, dear childhood friends who live there. We grew up homeschooled. Oh. And the street that we grew up on right. had other homeschooled families living on it, which is very unheard of. So every yeah, single for day back of in our, the day. Yeah, it was crazy. There were three homeschool families, all with kids around the same age, on the same street. So Every single day of our childhood was spent with these people. And it was a glorious childhood. Aww. We finished our school and we were out running around from, you know, till till the sun went down every single day in our little bare feet. We were we were wild. But um he has managed to stay very closely in touch with them all of these years. I hadn't as much, but it's one of those things where when you grow up with somebody, 
you you feel like no time's passed. Oh, yeah. At all. So I oh, was yeah. like, no, you sure can come back can together and it feels like yesterday. That is, and that's exactly what it felt like. So we realized it was her birthday when we were going to be there. So we decided to set it up with her sister and her roommate that we were going to surprise her for her birthday by popping in. Uh, And it was kind of for your brother's birthday too, right? And my birthday was also like a week and a half before our trip. And so the whole thing was just all the birthdays. So yes, it was very fun. But I told him, I was like, look, I planned on doing this all on points. I'm okay with your idea, but we got to split the train and split the Airbnb. I thought it was fair. He thought it was fair. So that's what we did. So we, the day that we are leaving, I get a text that our train to Milwaukee is canceled. So (gasps) no. Yeah. Yeah. So I immediately am like, oh my gosh, what are we going to do? And so I start combing through the portals, the Southwest portal and the Chase portal, looking for rental cars. Okay. And I like where this is going. Mm-hmm. I can't wait to what, hear what you found. <laughs> well, what is so fascinating is that all the rental cars in both portals were the same companies and the same pickup location. It was the it was the Minneapolis airport. I put okay. in a one way trip because we would be dropping off in Milwaukee. The Chase portal said thirty four dollars a day. And then down at the bottom, it said okay. $520 it, for a one-way fee because it was a one-way what? rental. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The Southwest portal, okay. it said $110 a day rental, no other fees, okay. all taxes included. And I got an extra bonus right. of Southwest points for booking through the portal. Right. So our train was literally like $110. So we got refunded for that and put that exact same money towards our rental car that we split in half. Okay. And we ended up driving to Milwaukee. It was five hours for the second half of our trip. Dropped our car off in Milwaukee. Had no problems and no extra taxes and fees. But the reason I tell this story is because if I had just looked at the Chase portal, what, what would we even have done? There's no chance. Right. I mean, I, and I think there was a, a point yeah. redemption op- offer too. Like you could book it in points, but it was like 50,000 points or something crazy that there's no way I'm going to ever do. So no. if I had not shopped and compared in the portals, like I, yeah. I don't know what we would have done. Our other choice, they, would, they were going to let us rebook on a nine-hour bus ride. Like oh, they said, they said you can have Nine this bus, bus ride for no charge. This bus from no, from they a, did not. They they did. They did. <laughs> Gross. Well, yeah, you will not catch me dead I'm on a. I'm so glad nine you hour. brought the portals though, and portal shopping. That's the great yes. thing. There are so many different portals, and you should absolutely compare. I'm glad mm-hmm. you did that. But the other reason I'm glad you brought that up is because I use the Southwest hotels portal and Southwest rental car portal when I was working on earning companion pass, because there are some hotels that you Mm. can find in that Southwest hotels portal that have a lot of bonus points. Like the hotel might um, say you book this hotel and you get 6,000 bonus points and those points can count towards your companion pass. And so that is one way that I earned kind of a chunk of extra points when I needed it for companion pass. Because remember, I didn't use the business card strategy for companion pass. So I did still need to earn some points on my own. And that's one way that I did it. 
Yeah. And that's so awesome. I don't think it was that many points that I got for this rental. I think it was like 600 points. But that was okay. six x that was six x points on the rental, basically. Um, sure, I think yeah. it's a point. I think it's important to point out that I still paid for it with my Chase Sapphire Preferred, so that we could get the rental car coverage. Yes. So you can book through a portal, right. but you don't have to use a Southwest card. So yes, there is yes. that. That is really important, but. Anyways, I'm going to come back from that tangent a little bit because I, I have a lot to hit here and I want to make sure we get to it all because, you know, there's averted crisis right. averted from the, the train. Right. So I settled all of that before we even um, got to our second day in Minneapolis because I just wanted to know okay. what I was going to be doing. I don't like surprises. So we got all that nailed down. When we got into town um, in Minneapolis, I had set up a Turo rental. I love Turo. They are so cheap. I've used it like five or six times now to rent from people. It's like Airbnb for cars. I've been looking at Turo a lot more lately, ever since I had never heard of it until mm -hmm. you mentioned it to me one time and that you love doing it because in Hawaii, we're planning our trip to Hawaii for later this year and Turo has a footprint there. And I also saw a either a Chase offer or an Amex offer on one of my cards for mm -hmm. some cash back on a Turo rental. And so I, I was like, even... mm, you know what? Joanna has told me about this. Joanna is kind of in this game. So this is exciting to hear that that's what you used. Yes, it, uh, I love it. We have had such good experiences. And now that I know that there's an offer, I should have, I didn't even think to look at that. I always think of Turo kind of as a, as a wash in terms of like, you cannot use the Chase Sapphire Preferred to get rental car coverage. And it doesn't okay. count for any extra points back. If you use your Capital One Venture, you'll get 2X because you get 2X on everything. But I okay, like it yep. because it's so much cheaper and the cars are so nice. I've had such good experiences with cars and it just really? comes with a little extra. For example, when we got into town, the gentleman who owned the car came to get us from the airport and drive us to where the car is. And then when we were ready to leave town, we dropped the car and he drove us back to the airport to pick up our long way rental car. And he was just so kind and so That's accommodating. Nice. It's just nice to work with real people. And I believe it was $32 yeah. a day. There's less taxes and fees, right? There's not as much added on as some of the There's, rental car companies. Exactly. There's basically nothing added on. You basically, What you see is what you okay. get, um, at, at least in my you know, five or six experiences so far. And this car was so nice. It, it must have been like a 2022 or 23 Honda. It was like fancy. I felt so fancy driving it. Who doesn't love heated seats in Minnesota? <gasps> oh, that's a must. That, mm -hmm. that is 100% a must to have uh -huh. in Minnesota. Yep. Let me tell you my one reservation. Because okay. I was looking at the rental car and knowing that we just booked a rental car and used a rental car in Puerto Rico, when we got back to the airport to turn in our rental car, I mean, we, we tried to be as respectful as we could and clean up all the little kitty crumbs, but I got three kids in the rental car yep. and we were trekking through the mud, you know, playing in the river. They were eating snacks. And I was like, oh my gosh, this car is a little bit, I'm just nervous about using Turo because if it's some personal person's car versus yes. the rental car company that like has processes for cleaning and everything. Mm -hmm. I'm just like, oh my gosh, I hope we can keep it clean enough. 
I believe there's a small cleaning fee on every single one. And I I think okay. there's something in the fine print that says that they expect reasonable wear and tear. They don't want you to leave trash in it. Okay. They don't want you to like, you know, hopefully you're not like getting stains on the seats and stuff. Um, but, you know, we had like salty footprints, you know, on the floor mats. And I was like, oh, no, this car was so clean. And now we've got the snow salt footprints everywhere. And our our bags right. that we put in the trunk had been drug through stuff. And so the trunk was a little gross and it had been so pristine before. I think they just expect it. I think it's just normal okay. wear and tear. Now, I get, I know yeah. exactly what a car looks like after three kids come out of it. Let me tell you, when I used to drive my personal car pretty. for work, oh my gosh, it's so nice to have a work car now. But that car is also yeah. disgusting and is impossible to keep crumb free. So I do get that. If you're if you're going to be like road tripping in it and you know you're going to be feeding kids snacks, like maybe, maybe think yeah, twice. I don't know. Or just it's weighing into my decision for sure. That's the nice thing, though, is you can just talk to them. Tell them, like, what you're looking for. I don't know. I I think I've had such nice experiences yeah. on there. I feel like people know what it's like with kids in cars. It's good and- to know. I'm more likely to use it because <laughs> I know you've used it. So well, otherwise, I probably wouldn't even be considering it because it'd be such an unknown to me. But I know you've used it multiple times. So that has it weighing into consideration for me. For sure. I, and, well, obviously... It's different in Missouri. It's different in Minnesota. It's different everywhere because it has to do with the person. But as far as just the overall experience, the app, the platform, everything has been great. Good to know. I don't know. Yes. And it's just just so cheap. So cheap. So much cheaper than the big guys for the most part. So, all right. Back to Minneapolis. I'm going to hurry through this part of it a little bit. We stayed by the airport the first night because I knew we were flying in late and I didn't want to have to go all the way downtown. So we did a Hyatt house right by the airport, minutes away, 6,500 points a night. Perfect. That was just for our first one. The next morning, packed all our stuff, packed it in our little Turo car, headed over the Mall of America that was literally three minutes away and spent our entire morning at the Mall of America, which was so fun. I have never been. It is. And it was like almost empty at that time of day. It was because it was a Thursday morning. Nobody was at the Mall of America. It was amazing. So we didn't ride any rides. We we talked about it. They're a little pricey. And I was like, is it really worth it? I've been on a million amusement park rides. Maybe it would be fun to go on one indoors. But like it wasn't calling to me as something that I desperately wanted to spend money on. But what we did do is the Flyover America. And if anyone's been to, they have a similar thing at Disney, like the Flyover rides where it's like a big virtual reality screen and you're in a seat that moves. And this like Ooh. took you all through like the national parks and the big cities of America. It's just oh. stunning footage that's all taken on this special helicopter. And it like blows wind in your face and mists you when you're flying through the clouds. And I was like laughing with glee the entire time. It was oh my the most. Goodness. I would recommend it to anybody. Now, my brother said the one at Disney feels a little bit more real. He said the screen is shaped differently and is not as uh, distorted. It didn't feel distorted to me at all, but I had nothing to compare it to. I actually, right before- Do you know what? I think I would need motion sickness medicine. Did you feel any motion sickness at all? I have horrible, horrible motion sickness. Not a a slight bit of nausea. I was worried. 
I had Ooh. I had like Zofran in my bag ready to go, but I did not need yeah. it. Yeah. So um, no nausea at all. Very good. Yeah, it was great. Um, and before we hopped in line, because I was like, oh, this is $20 for a 10-minute ride, I found a 15% off coupon online just by Googling. So yes, throwing that out there. coupon. Yeah. If you Google, you can get at least basically your taxes paid for. It was worth the $20 in my opinion, though. It was just stunning. It was stunning views that you're never going to see anywhere else. I did not know about that ride. We actually went to Minnesota this past fall. Fun fact, our family are huge Minnesota Vikings fans. That is a totally random story for another day. We have never lived in Minnesota. We have absolutely (laughs) no reason to be Vikings fans except for that's my husband's team. It's been his team since he was a little boy because he loved the color purple. And where we grew up, there was no... NFL team, but the Vikings were there and they were purple and he's attached to them and has been a Vikings fan ever since. So we're big Vikings fans. So I know. And we have friends that live in Minnesota. And so we actually went to Minnesota this fall and went to Mall of America. And we did do some of the Nickelodeon world. For those who don't know, Mall of America has an amusement park in the mall, like with roller coasters. Yeah, it's wild. Very cool. Yeah, it is wild. It's fun just to walk (laughs) around. But we did we didn't do like all day pass, but we did ride. We let the kids, I think, ride two things each. We just bought, you know, enough tickets for two things. But I didn't know about that ride. That does sound like something I would have really enjoyed. But overall, our family, too, would absolutely recommend the mall for anybody as a nice little stop in Minnesota. I mean, it is really cool. You don't see malls these days, right? They're all dying. They're all kind of fading, but the Mall of America is awesome. It's It's so sad. Yeah. But I think, I think the Mall of America is not going anywhere. It's too unusual. So, um, yeah, it's unique all the way back in a corner. Like it is not something that okay. was, we, we just happened to be walking around looking at everything. And I was like, Ooh, they also have a uh, flyover Hawaii. So you can choose or you can pay Ooh. a discounted rate to do both. So yeah, I wanted, okay. they, they rec, I asked which one we should do. And they, they said, if you've never done it, start with America. So that's okay. what we did. So Yes, but it was that amazing. There were so many food options there. I mean, they are so and many. Are, they're like nice. There's like a Benihana upstairs. Like there's nice yes. restaurants. We were so excited because I had already seen about the rotating sushi place online before we went. And it's where like the little plates come by on conveyors. And if something strikes you, you yes. just take it. Or you can order and it comes out on a top conveyor and your drinks are brought to you by a robot. So that is so fun. It was so fun and it was delicious. Delicious. So Mm. that was that. Then we waited for the message that our hotel was ready and we headed downtown to go to our downtown hotel. And I originally thought we wanted to be downtown so we could like walk to restaurants um, and do that kind of thing. But we ended up not doing any of that because we got in contact with some of my mom's cousins who we've never met before. Actually, I had once when I was seven, but I don't remember. And because this was kind of a explore our Swedish heritage trip, that's kind of what it turned into. um, We chatted with them and they have done extensive 
family history research. Extensive. So we went over to their house instead really? of going out for dinner. Yes. And it was so, so fun. We chatted with them for hours. Aww. We found out that we are like our 23rd great grandfather was the uh, longest reigning king of Norway. <laughs> no, you are royalty? Yeah, I am in the presence of royalty? <laughs> Stop it. Yes. No, Um. we, yeah, he, his name was Haken Hakenson. He was, you can Google him. He was the longest reigning, like 40 plus years reigning king of Norway. And that is our great grandmother's line. And then our great grandfather's line is very, very Swedish. So we're just like, we've got all of okay. this. Minnesota is the perfect place for us because it is just filled with Norwegian and Swedish uh, ancestry. Yes. So we also popped into the American Swedish Institute, um, which is really just a historic mansion that's built down there that was built by a Swedish man who <laughs> was very famous in the town and had a lot of influence and built this extraordinary mansion. I've never seen anything like it. On Thursdays, it's free and you can go tour it. So. Nice. That was amazing. And we also spent a day, we drove 45 minutes north to a town called Lindstrom, which was the largest settlement of Swedish people in Minnesota. So there's a huge Swedish influence there. There's all these fun Swedish shops and places to eat. And it was just so fun to dig into that part of our heritage and learn things that we hadn't heard yes. of Yes. It, it was that is so cool. And this all came about just because there was a Southwest sale. And then I was like, how can we make this into something? And we turned it into something really special to us as siblings and like to learn Very about our special. family. Oh, it, was, it was awesome. It was awesome. All right. I'm going to rush through the rest of this. The next morning, Saturday morning, bright and early, we headed to drop our turtle car off, get our rental car, drive to Milwaukee. We got picked up in Milwaukee at the car drop off by some friends. And we had decided rather than staying at a Hyatt downtown in Milwaukee, we decided that we were going to stay at an Airbnb in our friend's neighborhood. So we could walk oh, back and yeah. forth. And it's such a cute neighborhood. All the coffee shops, all the restaurants, like so much amazing stuff to do. So we ended up obviously paying for that. I included that in the cost up at the top. And then we just spent that and those, I guess, three or four days with our lovely childhood friends eating some of the best food I've ever eaten, seeing some of the most gorgeous houses. I posted a little bit about it on Instagram. There's this whole section of that town where these old houses look like they haven't changed at all. And like, 150 years wow. and they're so yeah. intricate and detailed and there's this one that has all these little faces carved into it and it's they're just like so cool and just walking around looking at those was amazing and then we went down to the lake you front. love architecture i do i can tell you you I, always have all the details gosh. on great architecture and fun unique design i don't know i can tell what you just love it that. is I don't like any modern architecture, but when something has history to it and you think that like literally yeah. 150 years ago, someone took the time to sculpt this stunning house. Yes. And the only thing that's painful is like you can't go inside and I just want to see the inside so bad. <laughs> yeah. It's hard. But the other thing we did was go down to the lakefront and climb around on literal frozen waves. It got so cold there that the lake waves froze 
And they were like, we were probably climbing like five feet above the water on these frozen waves. It was crazy. And there were solid ice. It was absolutely insane. I have never. Your videos from that looked so cool. I've never seen anything like that. I have not either. And they said, our friends that live there also said, like, it had to get really cold for this to happen. Like, this apparently does not happen all the time. It was such a cool thing to see. And we were so cold down by the water, climbing around on ice. We were out there for almost two hours, Um, just, like, taking pictures and videos. And it was just, like, it was just a cool thing to see. And this is the kind of thing we love, which is why we love our off-season adventures. So, yeah. We did end up taking the train home as originally planned. There were no delays or anything with that. And it turns out I am a train person. I love a train. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Yes. I, I took the train as a teen to Chicago. I remember really nothing of it. This was so comfy. First of all, I'm just so used to airplanes. Train seats are like four times the size and the space and they recline like three times as much and there's no rules, right? You can bring on whatever you want. There's no <laughs> Do TSA. whatever you want. Right. There's no TSA. You can get up and walk around the whole time. It's not hard to get to the bathroom. Like the train wasn't full. So we each got two seats. I was like laying down half the time. Like was this an Amtrak train? It was. It was. And it cost us about $50 okay. a person to get back home from Milwaukee to St. Louis. Um, it was a long day. Our train left at 6.15. Then we went to Chicago, had to switch trains in Chicago to St. Louis. So we didn't get home until close to five. Okay. But it's not as taxing because you're just like kind of lounging and spread out. And we brought right. food on. Yeah. I was so desperate at that point to do like some kind of a cross country train situation. I was looking it up and it's hard to travel hack trains, but they have this pass where I believe it was like $450 a person and it can be used like over the course of 30 days and you can have 10 segments and you can stop in 10 places. And it includes like it includes stops in 50 different locations across the country. Wow. And you can choose 10 segments, not 10 stops, 10 segments, which a segment is like point A to point B. This is your segment. Um, once you get off and get back on, you start a new segment is my understanding. Anyways, that's going on the bucket list because it turns out I'm obsessed. Yes. And just imagine like going through I've the I've done Amtrak trains. Yeah. Oh, there's some gorgeous routes. There are some beautiful Amtrak routes. We, I have a little bit of experience with Amtrak trains. I have ridden them from, I think one time I went from Atlanta all the way to Boston on an Amtrak train. That's Another awesome. time, several times I've gone to New York City. So I've gone up the East Coast on Amtrak trains. I, I have a fun. number of friends who use them all the time from where we live. They, they love to go hop on an Amtrak train and go up to New York city. Um, they always tell me to do it. And they tell me that if you book really far in advance, then you can get tickets for very cheap and oh, kit tickets for super cheap. Okay. Yes. Yes. So they, there are different price points depending on when you book for Amtrak. And I mm. haven't 
our family hasn't done it together yet, but I, same as you, I always enjoyed my Amtrak experiences. And there was one time that there was broken. There were some tornadoes. It was like, I was going to get on a train that was coming from Mississippi or somewhere. There had been tornadoes. And so they made me ride a bus for a hot minute. Um, and I was not a fan of the bus, Mm -mm. (laughs) less a fan of that, No but the train, train portion was fantastic phenomenal highly recommend my son used to be obsessed with trains that i have actually a t-shirt that i wore on our trip to puerto rico oddly enough that says i love trains or i like trains." i think it says i like trains it just says the text across the front because we used to spend insane amounts of times just sitting at train um Oh, train yards, watching the different trains, the more so so the, oh my gosh, the amount of time I've spent watching trains, you don't even want to know. So they will, even though my son's kind of grown, yeah, he's kind of grown out. He still loves trains, but he's not as obsessed as when he was younger. But there were so many years he was obsessed that they will always have, I don't think I'll ever see a train and not think of him and think of those memories from when he was younger. So yay for train travel. I'm a big Yay. fan. Uh, yeah, it turns out I am too. And this was not a pretty train ride at all. It was dingy and snowy and gross and the window was dirty and I couldn't see out of it. But I know like we have friends that went from Milwaukee to Seattle and they said that was so incredible. Just the views. It goes apparently at some point it goes through oh. like Glacier National Over the Rockies. Park. Yeah. Like. Oh, my oh the train. Yes. There are trains that go from Banff over to, I guess, British Columbia area. Mm-hmm. It's a Vancouver over there that are supposedly just those are on my bucket list for sure, because they are oh just insane, apparently. Yes, it, I have to do it at some point. It's going on my rather long list. Okay, so I know that that was a little bit long-winded. I'm sorry. I just wanted to go through all the details so you could see, like, where I had to spend money and such. And I do want to mention that I did buy Airbnb gift cards and Amtrak gift cards at the office supply stores so I could get 5X points on those stays. Another option, which is something I have done before but did not do this time um, because they were not having a no- fee sale is you can buy preloaded visa gift cards sometimes um there will periodically be sales at staples where those don't have fees and so you can buy those and get 5x points on those and use those as your food budget gas budget that kind of thing and then um while i was there we just put the food on the chase sapphire preferred which is 3x points on dining great so that is kind of how I yeah. earned some things. And then, you know, I already told you where I saved money. So it was an awesome trip. It was a very long trip. We were gone six days, Wednesday to Tuesday. Um, but it was worth it and it was amazing. So now I'm excited to hear about your completely opposite tropical trip, which looked so warm. It looks so nice. It I was, was warm. I was looking at all your pictures and videos while I was freezing, and I was like, did I make the right choice? I don't know. Well, it's it's fun that our trips have something very much in common. Even though yours was very cold and mine was very warm, they both kind of revolved around family heritage. Mm. So my husband is Puerto Rican. And so my kids, he's technically one half Puerto Rican. And so my kids are one fourth Puerto Rican. So I call them my little Puerto Ricans. 
I and love so it. I was very excited for my little Puerto Ricans to get to go to Puerto Rico for the first time. My husband and I have been there. My husband flew to Puerto Rico a lot growing up just because his grandmother still lived in Puerto Rico. She's in Florida now. So mm. we haven't been in a long time, but it was my kids have asked questions, especially my oldest son about Puerto Rico. And I think he's always, you know, he's wanted to know more about that part of himself and his family. So I it was that. really neat to use travel hacking to make that happen. And then you, yes. of course, explored all your Swedish heritage. So I think it's, we did not do it on purpose, but it's kind of fun that no. both of our trips revolved around that. Yes, I think that's I think it's so good for kids, but even for us as an adult, as adults to do like a little ancestry exploration and just connect with those roots is so cool. So much fun. Yeah. So we had to do this around, we didn't go for quite as long as you did, but we had to take advantage of long weekends for school because our Mm -hmm. kids are in a regular school system. We don't homeschool. So we have to work around school holidays. So in this situation, they had MLK day off, but then for some reason, their school also had two more days off. So they had a good chunk off of school that we were like, all right, this is our opportunity. We need to take advantage of every long weekend and kind of extended break that we can. So We hopped on a Southwest flight to Puerto Rico, and this is a very travel hack trip. So I'm very proud of this trip for, again, it's not free. You know, travel hacking, people, they tell you, oh, it's free, free, free. No, it it still costs money. Right. But the amount that we saved by travel hacking, we really took advantage of some good things here. So we flew with points on Southwest, a direct flight, and we do have two companion passes. So we flew all we had to pay out of pocket for our family of five round trip to Puerto Rico was $56. Ooh, so Puerto Love Rico that. doesn't have those high taxes and fees like some of the more tropical no. places. That's awesome. Yeah, it's true. When you go on Southwest out of the country, Southwest doesn't fly a lot of international spots, but they do have a couple Mm. that have higher taxes and fees. But with Puerto Rico, it's just $5.60 each way. So it is still the standard domestic fee. So that was our flights. And then our hotel, we stayed at a Hyatt place in San Juan. And so we used all Hyatt points, 15,000 Hyatt points per night. Mm. And so we paid $0 out of pocket for the hotel stay, which of course came with free breakfast. Yay! And then as I highlighted on Instagram, I I saw it. I saw it. I tend to scan the buffet, you know, at breakfast, I have my mom hat on knowing that my toddler especially is going to be hungry again in approximately 75 minutes or so after we leave this buffet, if not sooner. Mm -hmm. So I scan the buffet and see that they have um, peanut butter. Mm-hmm. See, they have stacks of loads of bread. They actually yep. had cold cuts at this one too, which it's literally... I, I guess culturally, some people eat different things for breakfast. So I'm it's, not sure, but like I'm asking you to make sandwiches for later. It was an invitation to yeah, make sandwiches. I so think so. I didn't use the cold cuts because I had no way to keep them cold enough mm. that I would feel comfortable eating them later on. But we did make peanut butter and jelly, and we did 
carry out a couple extra apples. All of our breakfast was also included in those points. So Mm -hmm. that was a big savings for us because I'm a breakfast person. Yeah. I need, I need significant food in the morning. I want something (laughs) hot, eggs. I'm a breakfast person. Are you a breakfast person? I am not a breakfast person, but I become a breakfast person. Like during this trip when we had free breakfast, I'm like, I am forcing myself to go downstairs and eat a whole plate of eggs and sausage because then I know I won't have to spend any money on lunch because I will still be so full. Listen, if you knew the the itineraries that my husband planned. So typically I pick the destination. I get the hotel, I book the flights, but he does a lot of the actual itinerary planning. I love the which teamwork. Which is very dangerous. <laughs> if there is some teamwork there. There is definitely teamwork. And he is very smart and very spreadsheet oriented. And I, when I tell you he has a spreadsheet for every minute of the day, I am very serious. <laughs> there okay. are times on the spreadsheet and it is all mapped out, which is great. Except for sometimes... You know, we have to stray from the heavily thought out uh, spreadsheet. We can't always execute it perfectly, but it does help eliminate so much wasted time for things like what restaurant are we going to eat at? Where should we go? Mm -hmm. I hate being on trips and just feeling like we're wasting time because we can't decide. So by building out itineraries for us, a lot of times we already know we can deviate if we want to, if we see something else we really want to do, but we don't Mm -hmm. have to think too hard because we have an option already picked out and planned. So I'm super thankful that he does that. However, he did not realize how amazing the Hyatt Place San Juan pool was gonna be i saw the pool on your instagram oh my gosh it was like a resort a hyatt place crazy i mean a hyatt place you don't expect more than like a decently clean room the basic get your free breakfast the basics that's it this pool was so nice. It had a playground splash pad with water that would splash out and spray. It had little water lounge chairs. It had like a shallow shelf, you know, where oh, you I could have those. a lounge chair in the water. It had a little favorite. waterfall cascading. I saw the, you know, the influencers over there modeling, taking all their pictures by the waterfall. <laughs> um, I, At the Hyatt I, I did not model in my bathing suit at the Hyatt place. You should have. Um, But more power, more power to those girls that did. I was still taking videos because I just couldn't believe this place and had to tell people. I have seen in online communities when I was researching our trip to Puerto Rico and deciding which hotel, there is a Hyatt house property directly across the street from the Hyatt place. So they are in the same location. So people kind of debate and they're the same amount of points. And so there's kind of which one is better to stay at. And if you have kids without a doubt, stay at the Hyatt place. Yeah. I don't, I don't think it's, there's any question. Uh, my kids wanted to spend so much time in that pool that we kind of regretted having any other activities planned. Like it was almost like a, a resort that we could have just stayed at all day Honestly, because they enjoyed playing. At that's it. the best kind of vacation with kids is the one where you can just sit and watch them play. And you're like, When's the last time that I could just sit in one spot in the sunshine for an extended period of time? Yeah. Yeah. That sounds like my kind of. That being said, that being said, (laughs) we had a very full itinerary. (laughs) 
But my husband joked, he was like, man, if I had known, and now next time we go to Puerto Rico, he will know. So we may make some adjustments accordingly. But I've heard people say, if you don't have kids, maybe the Hyatt house might be a better fit, less families. I know they have a pool there too. I just don't think it's as kid focused and kid friendly as this one. But this pool also had a bar. There was like a bar throughout the day that you could get tropical drinks and order food. I mean, it really was more of like a resort feel than a Hyatt place. So I can't recommend it enough. It's also both hotels in San Juan, the Hyatt House and the Hyatt Place are within walking distance to something called Distrito T-Mobile. I don't know Spanish guys, so you're going to have to bear with me on some of these (laughs) names of places in Puerto Rico, but Distrito T-Mobile is this kind of outdoor area where there was a live DJ playing these huge screens, almost like Times Square. Oh my gosh. There were restaurants, dessert areas, and all that was walkable uh, from the Hyatt place. That's so fun. And I'm, yeah, I'm backing really is up a, great spot. a little bit, but what was your points redemption on the flight to get there? Was it a lot of points? Uh, I have to go look that up. I, it wasn't super cheap. It is, I mean, it's a, it's a, you're flying to Puerto Rico. Yep. So it's not like flying a state or two over. I definitely got it at the lowest price possible. I checked it somewhat regularly to make sure the price never dropped. At one point it did, and I got some points back. Okay. So it was still a pretty significant amount of points as far as Southwest points go. Mm-hmm. But we were able to cover it because, like you said earlier, especially if you've been working towards Companion Pass, for a while there, we had a real stockpile of points. Yeah. So we we were thankful that we were able to cover the three the three tickets that we needed to with points. And then, of course, the two on Companion yeah. Pass. So I, I'm just kind of wondering it was, how it compares to like In my Hawaii. mind, I'm thinking 29,000. Round trip. In my mind, I'm thinking like 29-ish thousand. But Hawaii is from the East Coast significantly more because I've been pricing that out for our family's trip to Hawaii too. Hawaii right now from the East coast is like 45,000 points. Did you guys have to position or did you go direct? We did not have to position. We had a direct flight. It was about a four hour flight to Puerto Rico, but it was direct. That's awesome. Yeah. Okay. So that was good. Yeah. I just wanted to get the details out there because, you know, I'm sure everyone's going to want to go to Puerto Rico after hearing this. Yeah. Well, you should. Oh, you should. No passport required. No. That's another great thing about Puerto Rico is you don't need a passport. So we have passports, of course, four of us, but my toddler, I've yet to get her a passport. Mm -hmm. I I almost did it last year. And then it's hard to get a picture of a squirmy kid. And so I kind of put it off because she wasn't going on our international trip last year. Anyway, we went on a mission trip with our church to Honduras, Mm -hmm. which was phenomenal, but she wasn't going. So we were like, you know what? We'll put off getting her the passport until we know she's about to go on a trip. So you don't need a passport for Puerto Rico, which is lovely. Awesome. So exciting. So tell me more. Let's see. I know. Outside of the place we stayed, (laughs) the Hyatt place, we had a couple day trips planned. One day, so we did rent a car. We needed, we wanted to be able to get around Puerto Rico to go on the adventures that we had planned. So I use the benefit of the Venture X card in that you get Hertz President Circle, mm-hmm. President's Club yeah. as a benefit. 
And the reason, I mean, it's, it's not a necessity, but it was really nice because what that meant was when I got there at the airport, all the rental car counters are super busy, right? You always have to wait in line to get a rental car. Mm -hmm. If you have that Hertz President's Club or Circle membership, you get to go straight to your car. They have a board that lists everybody's like name and tells you what number bay your car is in Mm. and you just go get the car. That's awesome. So you get to skip the line. Yeah. When you have kids that just got off a flight and they're maybe hungry or tired or just need to run around because they've been on a flight, not having to wait in the rental car line was a nice little part. That is nice. Not going to lie. Does it let you pick any car you want? That that was our experience at this rental (sighs) car place. It was bizarre, which was, uh, was Hertz. They like said, go up there and pick any car you want and just sent us outside. And we got to like test out a few. It's supposed to. It's supposed to. And it's supposed to automatically give you an upgrade. In this situation, they already had a car set for us. And I asked about the upgrade because I I booked, full disclosure, of course, I booked the cheapest car that they had Mm. because I thought I'm going to get an upgrade. So I'll just book the cheapest and then the next stuff will be great for me. Um, and then they didn't give me the upgrade. So I, mm-hmm. I went to the little guy and said, um, excuse me, I'm <laughs> president circle. <laughs> so can I have an upgrade? And he said, oh, well, I don't, something about you have to call corporate and we're different because we're on an island here. I don't know if it's because it was Puerto Rico. And so it was slightly different than okay. if I had been on the U.S. mainland. I don't know. I didn't have, I didn't care to fight over right. it. It was fine. Not Our car it. was sufficient. Good. So I was like, okay, well, at least I tried. Um, So we did rent a car and one day we drove to the El Yunque National Forest, which is a rainforest, a tropical rainforest. It's amazing. And fun fact about rainforests, it rains there. Yeah. (laughs) Literally pretty much every day. Okay. I don't know why in my mind I didn't pack for us to be completely wet the whole time. Oh. But somehow I didn't make that connection in my head that um, the tropical rainforest would actually be raining on us. Is it just, uh, maybe this is a dumb question because I've never been to a rainforest, but is it, does it just rain in the rainforest, but like the rest, like at the hotel, it doesn't rain? Like I'm, how does this? Right. What? Yes, I don't get it. That's what got me caught off guard. I had been Googling weather weather. for San Juan, Puerto Rico, which was a sunny sunny. 86 degrees every single day of our trip. It just said sunny 86 degrees, boom, 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 every single day of our trip. And I thought, oh, good, sunshine, here we come. Okay. But I never really looked at the forest, which is kind of up a mountain. And so it just rains on that mountain and on that forest, and even though it's not raining the rest of Puerto Rico. I would not, so have, you it, are not alone, because I, I would have done the exact same I thing. felt a little silly, but <laughs> I mean, I did have a friend that had been recently who gave me the heads up of, hey, you're going to want muddy shoes. So my husband and I wore our hiking boots that are waterproof, mm. and my kids, I made sure they brought their hiking sandals mm-hmm. that are... Um, are great for mud, water, all of that. So we had appropriate footwear, which was helpful, but our hike that we went on, which was planned by my lovely husband was five miles and it was to an observation point. Uh Now, when it's raining on a mountain, 
turns out there's not much of a view nothing when to you get observe. to observe. Oh no, there's nothing to observe. Five miles. So one way, I think was interesting. Or in and back. No, no, two and a half okay, miles. Okay. Yeah, it was two and a half miles up, two and a half miles back. In the rain. We did see gorgeous foliage in the rainforest. We It was still beautiful because it was the ambiance of the rainforest. Yeah. The green foliage was so lush. There were bright colored flowers here and there. So it was absolutely still really unique and fun. It was a great experience. Yeah. But it was just also kind of funny. Um, and we definitely, thankfully, got through only due to candy, keeping our kids going yep. every step of the way. After the hike, the five-mile hike, we went, they had a little rainforest cafe Aww. up in the National Forest, which was nice. A true rainforest cafe, mm -hmm. not like the mm -hmm. commercial right. rainforest cafe. So we ate there to kind of recharge our batteries. And then we found a trail that I do really recommend and love called i want to make sure i get the name right it was the angelito trail Ooh. it's only a little half mile trail you kind of park on the side of the road in designated parking area that's key because they will give tickets out to anyone who's not in a designated parking area okay good to know but it's a half mile walk to this fantastic river spot with these huge boulders that you could climb on the palm leaves like reaching down over the river were massive i was so in awe of those leaves awesome. the foliage yeah there was a rope swing that my kids kind of would could grab onto my husband would push them out into the river and drop because there was like a deeper swimming That's hole so fun. and then there were fish there were all these fish just like literally hundreds of fish it was almost like i was at a i've been to a fish hatchery before yeah. i don't know if you've ever I, been to one I of those but that's what i felt like because there were so many they were just like Everywhere, I don't, I don't know if that's my favorite. <laughs> I have to. I have to be honest. I, I like a pool. There is something to me about like fish bumping into my legs that I am not a fan of. I try. Well, we had fun swimming with the fishies. <laughs> um, that swimming hole, we could have stayed there all day. That we could have skipped, foregone the other hike, and just been at that river spot all day because we do love rock climbing and just kind of exploring. It felt like the mountains and vibes that we really love. So that was our rainforest experience. I also recommend they have a visitor center there that you can go to that have Puerto Rican parrots. We didn't see Ooh. any actual Puerto Rican parrots in well, the rainforest, yeah. but they did have some at the visitor center and a gift shop and uh, some beautiful trails to walk there. The visitor center does have a fee to get in, but we were there on a holiday and so we didn't have to pay to get in. Oh, so that was some accidental, <laughs> accidental travel hacking. Love that. Money saving. So uh, that was one day of our trip to the El Yunque National Forest. And then another day, we rode the Puerto Rico ferry to an island off the coast of Puerto Rico called Culebra, which has a world famous beach called Flamenco Beach. Have you ever heard of it? I haven't, except for we were talking about Culebra a couple episodes ago when you were talking about going on this trip. So I remember you saying it's supposed to be like the most beautiful beach. So was it? Okay, so listeners who have heard our other episodes ha know the way I feel about sand. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I'm a mountains girl, <laughs> not a beach girl because I hate sand so much. <laughs> The sand at Flamenco Beach 
was so soft and fine oh, I and love white that. that I didn't hate yes. it. Oh yeah. my gosh, I did not hate it. See, types of sand matter. I I feel like I really only go to like white sand, soft sand beaches. So maybe that's why I love them so much. Look at you. You're so bougie. So fancy. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't know. I think I've just—it's been accidental. I didn't plan it that way. Just all the beaches I end up at are really nice. <laughs> the other thing about the Flamenco Beach that's so great is the water. It's the most gorgeous color of like turquoise, green, blue, and you can see like you could see when you're swimming out there. I don't like the Atlantic Ocean as much because I can't see what's around me. I feel like there's little creatures and yep. crap, kind of like you mentioned yep. with the river. Yep. I'm better with rivers, but oceans freak me out that I can't see what is swimming around me. Me too. And so a lot of times that kind of, I will play with the surf a little bit with my kids, but that keeps me from really getting in. But at this beach on Flamingo Beach, I got all the way in Ugh. and you could see all around you. It's so fun. It was so nice. But I wanted to tell you the Puerto Rico ferry is an experience. Uh -oh. Our listeners might want to know that it is $2 a person. So you think, okay, I'm travel hacking. I got my flights for free, basically my hotel for free. We're going on this ferry. That's only $2 a person. What a steal versus you can get to this Island by seaplane, mm. which costs a little bit of money. And you're like, you know what? We're budget people. Yeah. We're going to ride the ferry. The ferry is number one, notoriously a little unreliable and gives preference to locals, which okay. maybe they should. That's a, I mean, this is a route of transportation for people who live and work on these islands. Right. You have to buy tickets about a month ahead of time. We bought them online. Okay. And there is some, when you get there, you still aren't 100% sure you're going to be oh able to get gosh. on. It's kind of a, I, I know. So you have right. to get there super early. I mean, try to get there like two hours before you're supposed to. And online, it told us we did not need a ticket for our toddler, so we didn't buy one. That was stupid. That was our mistake. It cost $2. Just go ahead and buy the ticket for the baby or the toddler because, of course, when we got there and we're, like, jockeying for position to make sure we're going to get on this ferry, they scanned our things and said, no, she needs a ticket. And so we had to go back to a ticket counter oh my gosh. that they still had a ticket. It caused us so much stress. So do yourself a favor and go ahead and make sure you get a ticket for everyone. Even if online, it tells you you don't need it. Oh my gosh. You do. And then the next thing you're going to want to do is take as much motion sickness medicine as you're allowed to take. Oh, I get so sick. This is a direct quote from my husband. He said that the ride from Ciba, which is where you board the ferry, to Calabra was, and I quote, the worst hour of his entire life. Oh, my God. He, I know. He was so sick. It's when we left the port at, um, at Ciba to go to Calabra, they came around and handed out vomit bags. So they knew, and I had read reviews, that it could be kind of rough. And it was very rough. The first yeah. couple times, you're like, what? A, you know, a roller coaster. And then it keeps going for a solid hour on a roller coaster. Oh. And so you're going to want to be prepared. Now, I 
ahead of time, had read those reviews and was like, I'm not playing around with this. I had patches I behind love my the ears. Patches. I took, yes, I had the patches. I had boning. I had all the things. And so I actually did okay, uh-huh. shockingly, because I do get motion sick. Mm-hmm. Um, Jared, my husband, had taken one bonine instead of two, and he had no patches. And he changed that for the ride home. <laughs> the oh, ride gosh. on the way back, he doubled up. And the way back was infinitely better. I don't know if it was the direction that we were going wasn't as bad. If we were more prepared, instead of sitting on the second floor of the boat, we sat on the bottom floor on the way back. That probably made everything about the ride back was better. That's good. But if you're going to use the ferry and in saying all of that, it was so beautiful and such a fantastic island to visit that we would go back and my husband would go back. Would you take the seaplane? Very prepared. How much was the seaplane? Do you remember? We, we may splurge for the seaplane. I want to say it was 50 to $100 a person okay. versus $2 a person. Yeah. So you can see where our struggle was when we yeah. have five people. Yeah. If it was just two me of you. or yeah. a couple's trip, yeah, just me and my husband, 100% we would take the seaplane. Mm-hmm. But with five of us, yep. it's ah, it's hard not to do ten dollars round trip versus like five hundred dollars round yeah. trip. And ferries so are pretty would, if you're not like throwing up. Yeah. So yeah, if you're not vomiting, yep. it is very pretty. Love that. So we would do that again. But if you want to do the Puerto Rico ferry, just be prepared. Look into research it thoroughly and make sure you have medicine on board. That that's all I have to say that about that. But very important another part, information. Very important information. Another part of the island. So Flamingo Beach is so famous as one of the most beautiful beaches in the world. In saying that, though, it was not crowded yeah. because you do have to ride a ferry or a seaplane to get there. Yeah. It was really not crowded at all, especially compared to East Coast beaches that I've been to, you know, throughout my life. There were people there. It's not like you're going to have it all to yourself, but it wasn't overcrowded. And there's some old tanks on the beach, like really old kind of rusting tanks that people graffiti on, which is kind of a unique feature of that beach. And you're surrounded by the mountains of the island around you, which is really neat. That was part of it that I loved. Yeah. Yeah, it made it more than just a beach to have kind of mountains around Yes. When you land with the ferry, there are all these taxi companies and bus companies that will drive you over to the beach and they'll give you their business cards so you can call them when you come back. Hmm. And at Flamenco Beach, there were bathrooms. This is also important to note for planning purposes. There were bathrooms and showers. There were ice cream, a little huts that were kind of built up around the entrance to Flamenco Beach where you could get drinks, you could get food, you could get ice cream, gelato, that kind of stuff. So we didn't take much food with us and we were okay Mm. because we were able to get food there. We had some snacks, but we didn't have a lot. And so then we called our little taxi, the same service that took us over to Flamenco Beach, and they took us over to an area of the island where there's a lot of snorkeling for sea turtles. Uh, and we were able to do that. You did It not. was the first time in my life. Uh, we did. That's so cool. Have you ever done that? No. Have you ever gone I, snorkeling? I have gone snorkeling, not for sea turtles. We went in Mexico. We took a cruise one. Okay. And we did our own little self-guided, rented a mask and some flippers from a guy on the beach. And it was it was amazing, but right. we didn't see a ton, and it was an overcast day. So just the idea of like okay. sunny day, sea turtles in Puerto Rico. Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! 
Yeah. Well, and we decided we you can definitely rent your snorkel gear there. We because we have that trip to Hawaii planned later this year, we know we're going to snorkel there. We went ahead and made the decision to buy some of our own snorkel gear and yeah. take it with us. My parents just did because that because we know we're going to use it. Yeah, I think it was a good decision. And the gear that we bought was a little nicer than we mm-hmm. would have rented. We got some full Those face flat, mask yeah. snorkels. And I, now I did some research because at first I was just searching on Amazon. And of course, like, oh, this one's cheap. This one's cheap. Let me get it. And then I read, thankfully, someone had written a review about safety concerns with that. Ooh. And with people passing out in the water because nope. the mask isn't proper. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, okay, hard stop on the cheap Amazon mask. Let me do a little more research and make sure that I get one that is safe for our family. So I found the safest ones possible that I researched, watched videos and read reviews. And then I decided to only buy one adult and one child, Mm. even though we had four of us that would be ultimately snorkeling. Somebody has to stay on the beach with the toddler anyway. And I thought for safety reasons, reasons. I don't want both of my kids out in the water snorkeling without me there or two parents out there. So we're just going to have one parent and one kid go at a time and we'll take turns. It just felt like the safest option for our family. Very good. With having the toddler. Yeah, but we did get to see the sea turtles Uh, and it was really cool. We kind of got to swim with them and they would have little fish. Some of them have a little fish by their head that would swim with them. And it it was a really cool experience. And that those snorkels that we found ended up being fantastic. They didn't, the mask doesn't fog up and we were so thankful for them. We were thrilled that we put up with the worst hour of our lives of motion sickness to... Yeah, it was worth it. So that was kind of our day at Culebra. Really enjoyed it and would absolutely plan to go back there. It was unbelievable experience. So highly recommend that to anyone going to Puerto Rico. And then our last day there was a quick trip. Remember, it's on school break. So we wanted to go around Old San Juan. Mm Mm-hmm which is the area that all the cruise ships dock in. Right. So that alone was fun for my kids. They really enjoyed seeing the just the majestic, huge, massive so cruise ships big. that had, oh my goodness, roller coasters on top and water slides yep. all around. They, those were very cool. I'm not going to lie. Even I, who have never been on a cruise now and am low-key, high-key, real scared of cruises. <laughs> I am tempted now. And of course, my kids want to go now Mm -hmm. because they've seen these boats that are unbelievable. They're amazing. I don't know what my... It's total irrational. No, no, I have one too. I I, I do. Okay. My first night on a cruise ship, I had a lot of anxiety. Um, There is... I think I've seen Titanic one too many times. Like, you know, and then there's... One too many times. There's the occasional thing that happens like that one a couple years ago. But like realistically they're so safe and you forget that you are on one after the first day but as with the fairy lots of motion sickness medication lot I think that's one thing that has kept me away you know aside from the kind of irrational fear of being out in the middle of the ocean and my dad used to always tell me I always tell people this I don't the funny things that stick with you from your parents (laughs) but my dad always told me that the reason that he chose to be in the army instead of the navy was because at least on the ground you have a chance (laughs) if you're on a ship out in the it's like easy joking you know 
but in his mind, he's like, and I think that stuck with me. I yeah. took that part a little too much about being on a ship. I was like, you're right. I mean, I don't want to be out on the ship. They, they're so safe, these guys. I don't want to, I'm not trying to do a hot take against being on cruise ships. They're a very affordable way and a fantastic way for families to go on vacation. And I hope that one day I'm going to be brave enough I know you are. to take one. I know you are. <laughs> I know. I'm getting closer. I'm getting closer. But it was neat. In Old San Juan, you can see all the cruise ships. Um, but the area is more populated. If you go in the middle of the day, all the cruise ship passengers mm -hmm. are also milling around in Old San Juan. Yeah. So there's a lot more people. If you go later in the evening or early in the morning before some of the cruise ships dock there, you'll, it'll be a little less people-y for you. But it's gorgeous. There's all these buildings that are all these... I guess you'd call them businesses, homes that are bright colors. All the buildings oh, down there are kind of different yeah. color pastels and bright colors. And we got gelato at this great little place called Anita. Mm -hmm. And that it was so good. Delicious. So good. Yeah, so good. But then we had to kind of zip there right back to the airport because we needed to catch a flight. So we didn't end up having time to go into the forts. There's all these old forts and there's old San Juan national historic site oh. which my husband and I had been to before mm -hmm. so I think that's one reason that we felt a little bit less obligated to have to do yeah. it but our kids would have loved yeah. it and so I wish we would have had time but in the end we traded time for the pool at the Hyatt place because our kids were having so much fun at the pool that's where we lost some chunks of time that we probably would have explored those forts right. but again my kids are little Puerto Ricans it's a place that we will go oh, back yeah. to um it means a lot to our family. So we're like, okay, well, that's okay. We're going to save that for next time. And it gives us a great reason to go back. Absolutely. I love looking at it that way. The, just this whole thing and how our trips ended up lining up to be culturally significant to us as people in our families is so fun to me. And I think it just highlights why travel hacking is so amazing. Your trip Albeit yeah. much more glamorous than mine, but still, it was like so affordable, so reasonable. Yes. You spent, I bet, less yes. out of pocket than I did because we ended up doing that, you know, half Airbnb and car rental situation. So, I mean, I haven't totaled up everything, but it was definitely less than $500. Yeah. So, for a family of five That's to do, awesome. you know, four days in Puerto Rico, Less than $500 is pretty good. And that was basically just the car rental, which was $198, I believe. We had to pay a few dollars for parking and then a couple meals. But other than that, we really didn't have to pay all of that much. So less than $500, I think, is a win oh, it for totally a family of five. Absolutely is a win. I did forget to mention during all of mine that there was a parking fee at the downtown hotel, um, which I hated. And I tried to find a way out of that. Downtown Minneapolis is not the greatest um i i wouldn't say it's not right. it's not i mean i come from st louis it's like murder capital of the world guys so it's not st louis <laughs> but it's not a place that i would have felt comfortable putting our car like out in an open lot especially a rental so we did end up paying 35 dollars sure. a night for the parking with the in and out privileges while we were there. So that was, it was just too nice okay. for that. Cause that was another, those are some of the little expenses that add up and get you on trips. They do, but that was part of the hack of staying by the airport the first night. It was like, 
if we go down into the city, like, yes, the hotel is still 6,500 points, same cost, but that's an extra night of downtown parking. And we're not even doing anything down there yet. So it's something important to think about, especially if you're flying in late. Maybe strategically position yourself at a place with free parking near the airport first. There's there's so much strategy that you can implement to really make your trip budget friendly as much as possible. And you clearly did that. And I definitely did that. And I think we had two very successful trips, although I came back way more tired than I started. And I'm almost like... I have another one coming up in a few weeks to Kansas City just for the weekend. And part of me doesn't even want to go. I'm like still so I'm like nervous that I'm not going to feel rested enough by the time it comes um, to like give up a weekend of like sitting still for a minute, which I'm I know I will feel differently. Um, I'm just used to quicker trips and this was a long one. And so (laughs) it like wore me out. I had to come straight back to working several 12 hour shifts. So immediately I love to build in a day after a trip where I don't have to work, you know, so you can unpack, do laundry, kind of take it easy for a day. Not this trip. I jumped right back into the ringer, but I did the same thing. That's okay. We, we work so we can play, baby. Yes, we do. It is so true. And we played very hard this time around and it was a lot of fun. If you enjoyed this show today, please consider writing us a review or clicking five stars wherever you listen to your podcasts. And please subscribe and follow along so that you never miss an episode. You guys can find me at Family Travel for the Win with the number four. You can find me on Instagram at Hacking Our O U R Wanderlust. And you can follow our new Instagram for the podcast, which is Hacking Your Wanderlust Podcast. If you're thinking about getting a new travel hacking credit card, consider using the links in our show notes. This helps to support us and keep our podcast running so we can keep providing you guys with the latest up-to-date travel hacking tips and tricks. And as always, please shoot us emails at hackingyourwanderlust at gmail.com. If you have any questions or feedback on the show, we would love to feature your questions during an episode or help you with a consultation for your next cards. Thank you so much for joining us and we will see you here next time.